The views and opinions expressed in this program are those of the guests and do not necessarily reflect the official policy or position of the hosts and creators of this program. This is the Pet Buzz. This is the Pet Buzz. Freshly collected with news, celebrity pet gossip, and the latest pet trends. The Pet Buzz gives you the latest 411 on everything pet related. Everything pet related. Hosted by pet trendologist Charlotte Reed and Dr. Michael Fleck. And here's the Dynamic Pet Duo. You're listening to the Pet Buzz, the ultimate in pet talk radio. You know, it's that time of the year and I've been shopping for presents, but especially pet presents. I've got a lot of pets, so I've got to shop for the dogs. Hannah, BJ, Thames, Ty, Morrow, Wally, and Hammy. And then, of course, there's Hayden the cat. Oh, and I can't forget Heido the bird. Well, next week, starting on Wednesday, you can catch me on Fox Denver 31, Colorado number 2. On Thursday, I'm going to be on Fox 5 San Diego. And on Friday, CBS 8 News Now in Las Vegas. And I'm going to be talking on all those shows about the best pet presents for your dogs and cats. So check me out. Remember, Wednesday, Colorado, Denver. Thursday, San Diego, and Friday, Vegas, baby, all the way. So now let's start the weekly countdown. In segment number four, we're going to talk with Ron Ananian. You must have heard about him or heard him on the radio. He is the car doctor, baby, and he's here to discuss common but deadly problems. Cats and other animals climbing into cars, up into the engines, and on the wheel wells to stay warm. And three, in this portion of the show, we're going to be talking with Kevin Carr. He's a film critic and a radio host about the best dog movies. But cat lovers, I haven't forgotten you, so don't feel bad. We're going to talk to Kevin about the new Cats movie and its all-star cast. Well, then in two, this is where we get to dish about celebrities and their pets. And, of course, we've got Flex Facts following that. We're going to start talking about some holiday dangers. And in one... Well, if you're thinking about getting a dog or cat as a family gift for yourself or your family member, pets are more than just our best friend. Their companionship has been found to improve our health. Joining us today to discuss how pets improve our mental health is Dr. Stephanie Parmalee, a psychologist from Dignity Health, one of the largest hospital systems in the country. Welcome to the Pet Buzz, Dr. Parmalee. Hello, how are you today? Great. I'm so happy you're here because this is a very important subject. So talk a little bit about what the survey results revealed. Well, 88% of pet parents have shared that their pet has improved their mental health and that they turn to their pet for comfort after after a difficult day before their significant others, friends, or family members. You know, that's really incredible. Because so many people today seem like they're so alone. You know, we're home more, we're on the computers, we're on the phone. That's kind of how we're connecting with people. But with a pet, you're Mm -hmm. kind of forced to interact with the world, correct? Absolutely. And having that that companionship at home is, I would say, it's incredible. You can't really replicate that. You can't because pets are active listeners. (laughs) (laughs) well then i i have to tell you that i have a team because i have set dr fleck and i have seven dogs so there's always somebody to listen to which which is a great thing for us um now you Mm -hmm. also were telling me that pets not only are improving our mental health but they're also dogs and cats are improving our physical health as well is that correct yes it is um so 
95% of pet parents said their pets made them healthier as well as happier. Um, and probably a lot of that has to do with the care it takes to walk your dog or usually it's dogs we're thinking of because cats you don't really walk, but um, walking a dog obviously improves your physical health. And didn't you sit, didn't you tell me that you had a dad who got a dog? Yes, my father-in-law recently got a dog and he hasn't had a pet for probably 40 years. He's 81 and he lost 30 pounds in wow. less than six months just walking his dog. Unbelievable. Now, was it your suggestion for him to get the dog? No, <laughs> it was his roommate's suggestion. <laughs> okay. But, um, but I have a feeling that, that part of the reason that dogs and cats improve people's physical health as well is the contact with dogs and cats, um, as examples, also reduces blood pressure because it's a stress reliever to have an animal in the home and to be able to have that physical contact, not just the physical exercise part. You know, it's interesting because there was a study done in Australia probably about five years ago that said people who have pets, you know, are actively knowing who who their neighbors are. And we live in a time where we don't always know our neighbors. 20 years ago, I knew all of my neighbors, you know, the, their kids, who lived in what house and when people sold the house. But I guess, you know, getting out in the neighborhood and having a dog, you're mm-hmm. forced to walk your dog. And I, haven't you noticed that all the dog people, like they seem to know all the dogs. They might not know each other's names. They say hi and they talk a little bit, but they always know the dog's names, correct? That is correct. And in fact, going back to my father-in-law, he actually ran into his doctor walking his dog. And so that was a really good opportunity for his doctor to say, oh, my gosh, this is the best thing you've ever done is getting a dog because it's improved your health so much and it's made you social. The The interesting part about that is that, like you just said, that people know the, the names of other animals. But a lot of times people at dog parks, they may be solitary, but if they know somebody else has a pet, they're more likely to talk to them. It's kind of an easy social in to have somebody with a common interest. Absolutely. And dogs are such a big part of our lives, whether they're in the movies, they're in the cartoons, or even whether the president is talking about dogs. He may not have a dog. I wish Mm -hmm. he would get one. I mean, I think every single president has had pets in the White House, I believe. Even George Washington. Yeah. He bred pets at the White House. I think Abraham Lincoln had a dog and then his name was Fido and he had to leave because he was afraid of the cannons. Well, if you've just joined us, I'm talking with psychologist Dr. Stephanie Parmalee about how having a pet can improve your health. Now, let's talk about some other key findings from the survey. I'm really curious Mm -hmm. about happiness. Do pet owners, are they Mm -hmm. happier because they have a dog? Absolutely. Um, They are happier because They can talk to their pet. 62% that pets are there to listen during challenging times as opposed to 38% who said their significant other was there and 23% said that of their friends. So having someone that's there to listen to you, even if they're not talking back, is an unconditional unconditional active listener for you. (laughs) So I think that's part of it as well. And 94% of the people who were interviewed said that the pet improves their mental health and their quality of life. And part of that stuff we talked about earlier was social relationships and being able to to talk to people when you're out and about with your dog. Now, I was just looking at a magazine that talked about, is there a cute factor? Is one of the science magazines. I just bought it because it said, is it, are pets a cute factor? And there's, and when you're happy, doesn't your serotonin levels go up? Or, I mean, I'm not the doctor, I'm not the scientist, but is it, is that true? Yeah. So, yeah, so you're getting that Absolutely. effect. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and part of the reason that serotonin goes up is because when we have physical contact, 
with anything. I don't know if you, if, if you remember the study years and years ago where they had the monkeys, baby monkeys going into a cage with a metal monkey as opposed to a furry monkey. Now, these were fake monkeys. They weren't an actual mother monkey. But this baby monkey um, was much more happy and had higher serotonin levels and dopamine levels with the furry monkey as opposed to the metal monkey. And both monkeys distributed milk to the baby, but it was the furry contact that made the monkey happier by showing an increase in his serotonin and dopamine. And that's what we get from pets and other human beings. So if you're an isolated person and you don't have a lot of other people in your life, or maybe there's conflict in your home, the pet's always there and always wanting to get that physical attention and affection from you. I think that's great. Pets make you happy. That's why I have so many of them. I I like to think (laughs) I'm happy all the time. And especially I was particularly interested in the fact that you say when faced with problems, pet owners are there to comfort and to hear you out. I Mm -hmm. mean, they don't talk back to you. We all know that. But um, we can't always see a psychologist like you. But it's Mm -hmm. nice to know that in these times when we, we see so many people who are alone, um, having a pet makes such a huge difference. You know, there's research on happiness and, and happiness research often shows that people that take care of other people are happier or help other people or not necessarily take care of, but help other people are happier. So helping your animal and taking care of your animal, especially when they give you a lot of unconditional positive regard makes you feel happier just because you're taking care of them. And you're right, it gives you that sense of mastery. When people feel like they have a sense of mastery, they have more confidence in themselves. So that's a really good point. That was Dignity Health Psychologist, Dr. Stephanie Parmalee. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you very much for having me. Next up, Celebrity Pet News and Flex Facts. Stick around, we'll be right back. You are listening to The Pet Buzz with pet trendologist Charlotte Reed and veterinarian Dr. Michael Fleck. We would love to communicate with you via social media. Use The Pet Buzz social media channels on Twitter and Facebook to make a comment or ask a question. Post a picture of your pet on Instagram and tell us about his or her unique personality. You can also write to us at team at thepetbuzz.com. For more information about our show, our guests, and buzzworthy freebies, visit us at thepetbuzz.com. Does your pet have dry, flaky, and itchy skin? Do you find yourself visiting the veterinarian repeatedly because Fido or Fluffy has skin allergies or ear infections? I love animals and want my pets to be healthy. So I asked our vet who recommended EpiPet Ear Cleaner. It's super simple. And it even smells good. Every week I use it on both my dog and my cat to gently remove wax and debris. I even told my friend Aiden to try EpiPet on his dog Sophie, who always had red ears. But not anymore. Now we both have happy and healthy pets. Thanks, EpiPet. Developed by a veterinarian, EpiPet is a revolutionary, high-performance skin and ear care product line made with the finest natural ingredients. EpiPet, for you and your pet, means better pet health. For more information, visit epi-pet.com. I want to be a contender. I want a warm belly to sleep on. A big house. How do I look? Do do I look good? I want to play hard. My nails done once a month. I want. I want. I want a home. I just want a home. I want someone to love. Last year, more than 30,000 companion animals came to us without homes. 20,000 of them were felines. Let's make some homes. A person is the best thing to happen to a shelter pet. Be that person. Adopt.
The show is hosted by the dynamic pet duo on Petrondologist Charlotte Reed. So now it's time for celebrity pet news. Well, I got to tell you, I got to feel, I feel like Wendy Williams right now. How you doing? So I was looking at people pets and I came across this gift guide by Jenny Garth. So I'm going to try to be nice, but I got to admit it's full of these really boring and kind of really creepy products. Okay. So I have to admit that if you go on the site of people pets and and check it out. I do like the first item. So they led with the best one, which is a silver puffer coat from Land's End. I was actually surprised it was on Land's End. The brand said it's shiny and fabulous, which it is. And they've got some other stuff that's kind of cute up there. But like, real, like I said, most of the other stuff is like ugly, creepy, or it's really dated. Okay, so first off, there's an Etsy Christmas ornament. And the ornament is ugly. And $39, $39 buckaroos. So I don't, I'm not going to be spending money for that. Okay. And then uh, there's a pet tent. Oh, how original is a pet tent? Okay. So just no way, Jose. Then there's a hideaway toy, which has been on the internet forever. And I don't know about you, but have you seen those portraits that make the pets look royal? So it's like the dog or cat head and the ornate historical um, clothing. I think they're really super creepy. And the one on that particular gift guide is of a hairless cat. So no way, Jose. And then there's a seasonal carrier. It's, you know, bright red and green, you know, for a small dog. But it's so unattractive. And really, I don't see a male, a guy with a small dog carrying it. Oh, and then, of course, there's all natural shampoo, which should be great if it was like a new brand. And the brand is an amazing brand. I actually know the owner of the company. But it's once again, it's the same stuff that's been around forever. Well, here's my wrap up for the celebrity pet segment for today. I think Jenny needs to stay in her own lane and leave the professional pet gift giving recommendations to me or other experts in the area. I don't know how to put this, but I'm kind of a big deal. People know me. So next up, Flex Facts. Welcome to Just the Facts. Just the Facts. Fact or fiction? Just the Facts, ma'am. You want answers! I want the truth! It's going to take long. You got the time. Well, now in Flex Facts, we're going to talk about holiday dangers. Well, the holiday season is upon us, and many pet parents love to include their furry companions in the festivities. But as you gear up for the holidays, it's important to think about your pet's safety. So let's start out with household dangers to reckon with. Well, you know, that holiday glow is great. We love lighted candles. They make the holidays even more romantic and 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 desirable, but pets can burn themselves or cause a fire if they knock the candles over. So be sure to use appropriate candle holders placed on a stable surface. And if you leave the room or you leave the house, put the candles out. And then, of course, we've got to be careful of those wires and batteries and glass or plastic ornaments. We got to keep those out of a pause reach. Wire can deliver a potential lethal electrical shock and a punctured battery can cause burnt paws, mouth, esophagus, while shards of breakable ornaments can damage our pet's mouth and digestive tract. And of course, we always have to be weary of the holiday food dangers. You want to make sure that sweets 
are out of reach of your pets, especially that chocolate, any candy that has xylitol. And you want to make sure that you don't leave your pets unattended when a table is full of food because you can easily find Fido, who's smart enough to climb up a chair, who then uses the chair to leverage himself on the table. And I always like to go with a locked garbage can during the holidays. Hey, also don't forget, no spicy or human food for Fido and definitely no bones. Ed? In the cart? What's wrong with the dog? Oh, he's just yakking on a bone. He got it up. Pets can enjoy the festivities in other ways without having you starting the year off with uh, a flattened wallet or racking up those medical bills. And of course, we love to try those holiday cocktails, but we want to make sure that we keep our drinks far away from pets. So here's the deal. It's great to have a stocking for your pet, but make sure you stick with chew toys that are basically indestructible. And we go with things like Kongs that can be stuffed with healthy food or treats. Um, we want to make sure there's no ribbon involved in any of the stockings or yarn or loose parts that can get stuck in a pet's throat or gut. So, you know, definitely have some great new cat nip toys around for your cats and um, maybe a really nice, like I said, a Kong or a ball or something that's indestructible. Okay, so let's plan some pet safety gatherings. So really, when your guests come, tell them to put all those meds away. Don't leave them out and keep the door closed in their room. Like I said, a retreat is always key around the holiday times when you're getting busy going in and out. Hey, if you have time, hire a sitter so your pet gets that necessary exercise. Or if things are too crazy at your house, send your pet to a boarding kennel for the holidays, one that you've definitely checked out, okay? And lastly... Hey, let's think about New Year's because it's not too late. As you count down to the New Year, keep in mind that the strings and throws of confetti can get lodged into a cat's intestine or ingested and needing surgery. Noisy poppers can terrify your dogs possibly causing them to run off and really hurting their ears. And a lot of pets are scared of fireworks. So be sure to secure them in a safe, escape-proof area as midnight approaches. More of the pet buzz very soon, but I can't wait to tell you my I likey for the week. And a one and a two-a, and a three-a. Ho, ho, ho. And what can I bring you this year? Seven major milk and six major milk and five major milk. Why am I such a misfit? I am not just a nitwit. Ooh, someone's being naughty, not nice. You know, Santa's watching you. I needn't fear this Santa. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas! Merry Christmas! 
You are listening to The Pet Buzz with pet trendologist Charlotte Reed and veterinarian Dr. Michael Fleck. We love to communicate with you via social media. Use The Pet Buzz social media channels on Twitter and Facebook to make a comment or ask a question. Post a picture of your pet on Instagram and tell us about his or her unique personality. You can also write to us at team at thepetbuzz.com. For more information about our show, our guests, and our buzzworthy freebies, visit us at thepetbuzz.com. When your doctor recommended omega fatty acids as a daily supplement, he told you that they promoted better heart, brain, skin, joint, and immune system health. Well, doesn't it make sense for your pet to have the same health benefits? EpiPet Whole Fish Treat, an all-natural smoked fish supplement, is 100% bioavailable, bringing your pets the nutrients they need to keep them healthy and happy. To order better pet health for your dog or cat, visit www.epi-pet.com. Often should you bathe your pet? Well, I'm pet trendologist Charlotte Reed, and I'm asked that question often. How often you should wash your dog depends on a number of factors, including his health, breed, coat, and activity level, as well as where these activities are taking place. Dogs who spend days outside rolling in things are going to need a bath far more often than the ones who spend most of their time on the couch. Or you can always take the smell test. If your dog walks into the room and you can smell them, it's time for a bath. Make sure when it's time for a bath, you gather up all the supplies, including a non-slip mat and plenty of towels. Use shampoo formulated for dogs and turn your cell phone off to avoid distraction. And if you have a dog that hates getting a bath, smear some peanut butter on the bathtub wall and let him lick it off while you bathe him. Then he'll know bathing can really be a treat. Welcome back. You're listening to the Pet Buzz, the best in pet talk radio. I'm pet trendologist Charlotte Reed. And now for my I Likey of the Week. It's genius. I like it. I love it. It's to die for. I like it. So, so many people give candles for holiday seasonal gifts. I want you guys to step it up a notch with your pet friends, acquaintances, and Secret Santas by considering one for all, the creator of pet house candles, wax melts, room sprays, and car fresheners. Pet house products are specially designed to freshen pet-loving homes. All their products are made in the U.S. of A. and contain an effective odor neutralizer to create the freshest environment. Their candles and wax melts are crafted with 100% natural dye-free soy wax and contain absolutely no paraffin, petroleum byproducts. All of their products are completely non-toxic and allergy-free. Sounds good to me. Well, in addition, every product includes their proprietary blend of essential oils to create a calm and tranquil atmosphere. And here's the best part. And when you're done with the candle, don't throw out the jar. Use it for something else. Upcycle is key for 2020. We talked about candles. Now let's talk about movies. Who doesn't love a good dog movie? The plots and the genres may vary, but movies that incorporate dogs' greatest qualities and the shared bonds between a dog and their owner are almost sure to make you laugh, cry, as well as give you that warm, fuzzy feeling. Joining us today to movie talk about dog movies is Kevin Carr, the host of Fat Guys at the Movies radio show, which is heard on 50 stations around the country 
each week. Kevin is a professional film critic and read worldwide. Thanks for joining us today, and welcome to the Pet Buzz, Kevin. Thank you so much. It's great to be here. How are you doing? I'm doing good. I'm really great now that you're here, and we can movie talk. I think that's going to be so exciting. So I'm going to start out with the first question. Kevin, what's your favorite dog movie and why? Oh, gosh, there are so many dog movies out there. Probably the, the one that warms my heart the most is the 101 Dalmatians movie, the uh, the original, the Disney movie with Cruella DeVille. It's, it, I believe it came out in 1959. It has beautiful sort of that rustic animation. It's a classic Disney story, and uh, there's so many dogs involved in it. It starts off with just one, and before you know it, it's 101. And uh, if you love uh, love puppies, it's a, it's a great film. You know, I love that movie, too, and I'm glad that you brought it up. But I also want to tell everyone, you know, when you see these movies or you have news stories, just because it's the fashionable dog of the moment, that doesn't mean you have to run right out and get it before doing your research, because that's really, really key. You know what I'm talking about? I mean, you remember... As soon after that movie came out, not that you're of that age, but a lot of people went out and got Dalmatians. Remember that? Remember hearing about that? Oh, absolutely. And the same thing happened when they did the live-action remakes in the 90s. Uh, Dalmatians became very popular, and they may not be the best dogs uh, for every family. Same thing, I think, happened when you when you had movies like Beethoven, where you have this giant St. Bernard, and everyone's like, I want the puppy, and then they don't realize they have a human-sized drool monster in their hand. Not only a drool monster, but it eats you out of house and home, and then they've got the big, giant poops. Who wants yes, to clean? Yes, I don't want to clean those up. I've got seven dogs, but I've got seven little dogs. Okay. Absolutely. The new Lady in the Tramp just got a makeover and was re-released on November 12th, starring Tessa Thompson and Justin Thoreau, you know, the, uh, the ex of, uh, what's her name, Jennifer Aniston. You know, what I find interesting is that this is the first Disney remake to not receive a theatrical release. It got a lot of praise for its performance, the voice acting, and the direction, but it got a lot of criticism for its lack of heart compared to the original movie. What do you think? What's your expert opinion? Well, I think part of the reason they made this movie in this new wash of Disney remakes, uh, this one was helping to launch the original content on Disney+, Plus, which is their new streaming service. So they were making something that was probably a little more in line with what you saw on the Disney Channel uh, in the around the turn of the century. Uh, so it's not that huge, budgeted, massive remake that we saw with, say, The Lion King earlier this year, or Beauty and the Beast, or Aladdin. So they, they didn't throw as much money into it and didn't have such high level of CGI. And it was a little bit more of a disposable uh, direct-to-video movie. And that's maybe why it didn't get that theatrical release. They wanted to keep it on the, on the streaming service. Uh, but, you know, that you can still have a lot of heart and a lot of fun with, uh, with, with, with movies like this. You know, it made you think about some of the old Disney movies that you've seen over the years or you haven't seen. And maybe if you subscribe to the channel... You know, you'll you'll get your Disney fill, especially on the holidays when you're feeling kind of nostalgic. Oh, absolutely. And there's plenty of stuff in there. Uh, I, I think for everybody, in, in a world where everybody goes to Disney, whether or not they have kids, it seems to be uh, the, the trend that they're going for. And then speaking of pets, there's a lot of great 
old content on there too, like the cat from outer space and that darn cat and the shaggy dog, both versions of it. So if you like the classic Disney stuff with, with animals in it, that's all there too. You know, it's funny that you mentioned that because it just made me smile and think of my dad. My dad used to take me out for the cartoon and then the movie. And I remember seeing that darn cat and a whole bunch of other movies like Herbie the Love Bug. But anyway, if you've just joined us, we're talking to Kevin Carr, creator and host of Fat Guys at the Movies. You know, Kevin, I love Turner and Hooch starring Tom Hanks and Beasley the dog, who happens to be a giant dog to Bordeaux. Give us a little synopsis of the movie, and can you opine about this particular movie? Well, uh, it's been a long time since I've seen it, because I think I first saw it when it hit VHS after that. But if I can recall, Tom Hanks plays a very fastidious, uh, neurotic uh, detective uh, in the police force, but he wants to have everything in his place, and he's kind of a neat freak. And there's this dog that's involved, of course, Beasley, who plays Hooch, is tied up in a murder that he's investigating. So he ends up having to take care of this dog, which is this massive agent of chaos in his life, uh, which is which is something for somebody who uh, is going to be a real challenge if you're a neat freak. Uh, and, uh, and and that's the, the, the clashing of the, the characters, but they, of course, learn to love each other. Charming little fun movie, and I, I have a connection to that because my aunt, who's no longer with us, she was a neat freak. She was neurotic and, and had to have everything in her place, and I remember watching that movie with her and just imagining what an absolute <laughs> uh, nightmare it would have been for her to deal with a dog of this magnitude uh, in her own apartment. Now, Let's talk Marley and Me, another really great movie that really talks about the animal-human bond. Yeah, I love Marley and Me. I, it's one of my favorite dog movies out there. And there's been a rash of them lately, especially the ones by uh, W. Bruce Campbell, who had did stuff like... Um, uh, you know, like uh, like a dog's journey and a dog's purpose, uh, and those kind of fit that Marley and Me mold. But what I thought was so special about Marley and Me is it gives you the the the, the time of the dog in your life. And most people look at having a dog as this limited time, but we forget that from the dog's perspective, we're with them. You know, unless, you know, maybe either right from when they're born or shortly after, right when you adopt them, and you're with them all the way to the end of their life, and you are the constant, and you're the the piece and the pillar of their life that they are attached to, and that's the beauty of a dog relationship, and it can be heartbreaking when you get to the end of it, but, uh, you know, for better or for worse, it's all the stuff that happens in that journey with the animal uh, and, and, and how that animal is there for you, but just as much as you're there for the animal and give that animal purpose. And, and another one that I absolutely love, which few people remember it as a dog movie, is Best in Show. Which <laughs> is, uh, it's done by the people who did like Spinal Tap and, and Waiting for Guffman. It's about a, a group of people who are have their dogs in a dog show, and it shows how just these dogs are sitting around the chaos of humans, which is such a fun movie. It's a great movie, and a lot of people, you know, have recently just seen the National Dog Show. I have a personal connection to that because Christopher Guest has a brother who's a writer for New York Magazine, Anthony Hayden Guest, who I know from back in the day in New York for many, many years. And I remember when Christopher was working on that movie, and Anthony would ask me questions and jot down my answers and forward them to Christopher, and sometimes Christopher would have queries for me. Last one, we have about 30 seconds for this one. Cats, the yeah. movie is coming out. What do you think? It fascinates me because it looks so interesting. It looks like it's something you've never seen. I don't know if it's going to translate to the big screen because it's such an 80s musical in itself. Is it going to make it? Uh, are the special effects going to be good? I'm weirdly attracted to Francesca Hayward as the cat. I don't know why, but it is. Uh, it looks like it's going to be kind of a spectacular movie. I, I, I still don't know whether it's going to be great or uh, a mess. 
we'll have to see. Well, Kevin, thank you so much for joining us today. I just want to wish you happy holidays. One quick question. You're going to come back, right? Oh, absolutely. Anytime. That was Kevin Carr, professional film critic and the creator and host of Fat Guys at the Movies. To learn more about Kevin and his top film picks, visit fatguysatthemovies.com. Up next, we're going to bring you some global pet news and talk a little bit about insurance. Gray, fake plastic mistletoe. So I'm a cat, and I just moved in with this new human, and she's got this little toy she's always playing with all day long. Tap, 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 bloop, bloop. She can't put it down. There it is. Oh, and get this. She even talks to it. Last week, she asked it for Chinese, and guess what? Egg rolls showed up. Like magic. Humans have cool toys. A person is the best thing to happen to a shelter pet. Be that person. Adopt. Brought to you by the Ad Council and the ShelterPetProject.org. Does your pet have dry, flaky, and itchy skin? Do you find yourself visiting the veterinarian repeatedly because Fido or Fluffy has skin allergies or ear infections? EpiPet to the rescue. Developed by a veterinarian, EpiPet is a revolutionary, high-performance skin and ear care product line made with the finest natural ingredients. EpiPet, for you and your pet, means better pet health. For more information, visit epi-pet.com. I'm petrologist Charlotte Reed. And I'm veterinarian Dr. Michael Fleck. We're urban, suburban, and, and country. country. We got to kick off our segment number four with some global pet news. And now, pet buzz news from around the globe. It was announced earlier in the week that MetLife has entered into a definite agreement to acquire Pets First, the fastest growing U.S. pet health insurance administrator that currently administers insurance coverage to more than 40,000 pets. Well, MetLife sees significant potential in the underpenetrated high growth pet health insurance industry and Pet First provides the company with a broad range of products and deep expertise in the industry. A few key stats about the pet insurance market that you need to know is that in the U.S. there are approximately 184 million pets and roughly 85 million families that own pets, but less than 2% are insured. And can you believe it? Last year, Americans spent more than $18 billion in veterinary care expenses. Well, with an emergency vet visit costing about as much as $1,500 and nearly half of the workers living paycheck to paycheck, pet insurance provides employees with financial protection and supports financial wellness. My feeling is that with all of the technological and scientific innovations in vet med, I think it's a good idea to start your new year off with pet insurance. I think it's a good thing. Okay, well, you know, it's really interesting because if you're not in the habit of knocking on the hood of your car before you turn your engine on, then it's time to start. You could save a life with this small little action, but our next guest is going to explain. The car doctor is in the house. In the house. In the house. Well, on the phone. So joining us today to talk about this topic is Ron Ananian. The car doctor. Hey, I'm glad you got that right. Thank you. 
So Ron has been a featured expert on ABC's 2020, Fox Television's Fox and Friends, and Court TV, and was a longtime columnist for New Jersey Automotive Magazine. Furthermore, you can listen to his syndicated radio show in 85 markets wow. around the country. Unbelievable. So, Ron, thank you for joining the Pet Buzz today. Thanks for having me, Dr. Fleck. Hi, Charlotte. How are you? I'm good. You're in New Jersey, right? <laughs> Absolutely. Okay, so baby, is it cold outside? <laughs> oh, yeah, it's probably, uh, let's see, it's uh, 18 degrees today. Okay, so I guess that leads to why I'm conducting this interview with you. So, Ron, why is it important to knock on the hood of your car or honk before you get in and drive away this time of the year? You know, Charlotte, simply because there's two issues that can happen. One, there could be an animal, there could be a cat under the hood, and it can get entangled into moving parts of the engine, and oh boy, what a mess. And number one, it'll kill the cat. Uh, but number two, you'll get stuck on the side of the road, typically three, four blocks, five blocks from the house, and it's a long walk back. And it could also put you in a safety situation where you lose control of the vehicle because now the engine stops. Or maybe even the cat's trying to move around in there. Maybe the cat's going to rub up against something. Maybe the cat's going to nibble at something. You know, critters in cars, as I like to say, mm. and have over the years, just it can lead to all sorts of issues. They're not meant to ride around under the hood. So, as you say, tap on the hood, blow the horn. It can only help and, you know, possibly save you from a lot of grief and possibly hurting an animal. Well, I guess that brings me to the next question yet. Where do the cats hide in cars? Dr. Fleck, you know, if you lift the hood of a car today, everybody says, wow, I can't even see the engine. And that's true because there's there's a lot of plastic covers and there's aerodynamic shielding that the manufacturers are putting under there to give cars that sleek look and also help them as they navigate through the airstream. But it also makes great little houses, like there's little condos there for cats to live in, as as well as other animals, and uh, protect them from the elements. You know, the animals don't know. They're just trying to get up out of the weather. And, you know, they'll, wherever they can fit, and it's amazing how small some animals can get, cats in particular, to get out of weather and just survive. That's all they're trying to do. Dr. Fleck, have you ever had to deal with this when a cat was injured in a car? You remember I used to practice in Michigan. Every winter I would have this experience where a cat was warming himself up or containing himself away from the bad weather, as Ron said. And I remember having to suture skin, maybe 11, 12, 14 inches long, you know, maybe what, 60, 70 stitches would have to, to put in. Every year we would have to do that. Those were for the ones that survived, though. Yeah. Those are the ones that we saw. So, Well, the ones that wouldn't survive, what, what happens? Do they go to your garage, Ron, and then you have to clean it out? You know, we have to watch. You'd be amazed what we find under the hood of, of, of cars. We've had a couple of cats. Uh, just recently, we had a mouse under yeah. the hood of a car. I, 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 it started you know, at me like I bothered it because I lifted the hood to finish the oil change. We used to have a customer that lived down in Sanibel Island, Florida, and he would he would drive up every couple of months, and we'd service the car, and he'd visit friends in the neighborhood. And I'll never forget one day the car was up on the lift, and I had given it to one of the younger mechanics at the time, and um, he jumped a mile, and he, what's the matter, Gus? And I went over, and <laughs> there was a little baby alligator. No. Oh, my gosh. Itself, yeah, oh, yeah. It wedged itself under the spoiler of the front of this Honda Odyssey minivan. <laughs> And it died there with its jaw open. Oh. So when Gus went 
and he just, you know, looking at him, he just, I had to, I had to give him the, you know, part of the morning off to just kind of, oh my god, um, recompose himself. Doesn't this sound like just the beginning of a horror show? <laughs> like Ron, the car doctor, is in a horror movie. <laughs> like we go to visit him. No, Ron wouldn't. Ron wouldn't be in the movie. Ron be out of the scene so fast. Uh, you know, it's Ron's a big scaredy cat when it comes to these things. It's, it's. Uh, but I'll never forget that alligator was probably one of the worst. Well, you know, we're talking about the 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 cats again in the engines. Yesterday, I practiced in Miami too. We had a cat that came in, and the people let the 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 pet owner let the cat out of the box before they came in. It got underneath the panel, so guess what? The 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 dashboard. So it had to go to the car doctor to have the dashboard removed to get the cat. Has that happened to you too? Um, I've had it with I've had it with cats. I've also had it with squirrels. I've had customers. Oh. You know, Doctor Fleck, Charlotte. I got to tell you, it's it's critters and cars. It'd be a chapter in the book that I'll write someday because I've I've seen it all until I think I have can't see any more, and then I see the next thing. Mice are probably the worst because, uh, you know, more often than not, mice get up in there and they have little baby mice and then it's a nest. Uh, we actually had to take a Mazda Miata apart, oh, back in the fall because it was, it was that, you know, didn't get driven a lot kind of a car. And there was a family of mice living in this car. We had to set traps every day, clean the trap out, set another trap. Um, that repair bill ended up around $2,800 between the wiring harness damage, the damage to the convertible top, the damage the way it chewed the back of the seat, um, and actually damaged some of the seat cushion. It was just, it's, it's crazy. So, you know, the, the point becomes the listeners can save money simply by, as, 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 as Charlotte started this conversation with, tap the hood, blow the horn, and be aware of, you know, what's in the neighborhood, what's in the surroundings, and, and, and save themselves money. That's such great suggestions. You know, Ron, thank you so much for joining us today. And for me, happy holidays to you. Same to you. Absolutely. And I'm glad to be here. Thanks for having me. To learn more about Ron, his show, and his garage, check out the website, cardoctorshow.com. You know, while prepping for this interview, I found a public service video that Nissan put together about a year and a half ago about how you can save a life hmm. by knocking or honking on the hood of the car before you get in and hit the road. So I'm going to post it on our social media channels. I want you guys to check it out. It's always too soon to wrap the show, but before we go, we want to give you a preview for next week's show. Next week, we're talking about the pros and cons of pet owner holidays with your family and friends, especially when the topic has to revolve around dogs. And then, of course, we're going to give you an update on what you need to know about pet tech products before you buy them. And last but not least, we're going to talk about holiday events and why you and your pets should enjoy. Sounds wonderful. I think so. Great for the holidays. So special thanks to our guests, Dr. Stephanie Parmalay, Kevin Carr, and Ron Ananian. And of course, we must always thank our sponsors, the Animal Medical Center of Bradenton and EpiPet, making better skin, coat, and ear care products for healthier pets everywhere. Now, if you have a question, write us at team at thepetbuzz.com. We'll cover it on next week's show. And if you've missed any portion of the show, visit our social media channels as well as your favorite streaming channel and listen to the podcast on Monday morning. Just remember, we're here each week to help you take better care of your pets. Peace out and pet love. Goodbye. Good tidings of comfort and joy. Comfort and joy. 
What tidings of comfort and joy. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Pet Buzz. The Pet Buzz is hosted by the dynamic pet duo, pet trendologist Charlotte Reed and Dr. Michael Fleck. Tune in each week for the latest 411 on everything pet related. Visit our website at www.thepetbuzz.com. Learn more about us, the show, and our guests. My name is Michelle Schaefer. I'm the mom of three boys, and I'm from Haddonfield and North Wildwood, New Jersey. I met Aladdin through my work with Lilo's Promise Animal Rescue, and I foster the emaciated dogs that come into our program. Aladdin came to us. He had been dumped at the side of the road. He weighed about 18 pounds. He had broken bones, other wounds, and he was missing 12 teeth. He was the worst abuse case I had ever seen. The most moving experience that I've had while working with Aladdin were when we were first responders at the Pulse nightclub shooting in Orlando, Florida. And Aladdin usually works off leash. He was on leash that night, and he led me over to a very specific person. And here, that man had been in the nightclub the night of the shootings. He and Aladdin shared a very special moment that really made me cry. Aladdin has changed the way I see the world in a million different ways. The main thing is to treat people with kindness and compassion. My name is Michelle Schaefer and Aladdin and I are individuals.